Hey guys, welcome to Game Changer Salescast. I'm Dave Villa. I'm your host. It's Monday, April 3rd. Listen, I am feeling good today. I am feeling, matter of fact, I'm feeling great today. Hopefully you're feeling good as well. Welcome to Game Changer Salescast. This is an area where, listen, we're trying to bring some nuggets of sales. We're trying to bring to the sales arena, something that's going to help you, anything that's going to help you get to the next level. We want to hear from some industries leaders, not just trainers, but people who are moving the needle. You may have never heard of some of our guests, but I can promise you this, they're moving the needle, they're changing the game in what they're doing. So I know this, sales is a tough gig. I've been doing it for a long time, and I, listen, most of what I've learned in sales didn't come from a trainer, did not come from some popular book, although there's great ones out there, but it came from watching learning some of the best salespeople that I've ever seen in my life. And guess what? Other than the people around them, not a lot of other people knew who they were. Do you know anyone like that? They're game changers. And what was it that made them special? They just hustled. They got it. Man, they understood. They were dedicated. They were committed. They were disciplined. And that's who we talk about. That's what I want to bring to the table. And today is no exception. So today we're going to have something a little different. It's going to be different than normal game changer. We're going to actually go back over I think 22 weeks, we've been doing Game Changers for 22 weeks. It seemed like it's been that long. And we have pulled three or four of my favorite episodes, just snippets from some interviews we've done. These aren't going to be interviews with just, again, gurus. These are going to be interviews with some of the leading Game Changers in industries of sales across the United States and even in the country of Australia. So sit back, grab your coffee, grab your energy drink, whatever, grab your pen and pad for sure, and take some notes been watching Game Changers as of recent, you may not have gone back and watched other episodes. Hey, real quick, I do want to say, check out SerialSalesPro.com. If you're an individual or if you're a person in charge of a team or a company of salespeople, SerialSalesPro.com is unique and different. It does sales training. We do sales training differently. I believe that this will help you and your team get to this level. Also, you can check out past editions uh, of Game Changers by going to DavidVilla.me. And you can check out all the uh, past Game Changer episodes there, and they're uploaded to that site pretty much immediately after they're aired. Hey, look, sit back and watch this. You're going to love it. All right, welcome back to Game Changer Salescast. We have best-selling author of over 19 business programs, international speaker on sales and entrepreneurship, CEO of multiple companies, and a Fox News contributor. My friend, Greg Cardone, thank you, sir, for taking time out to get on Game Changer Salescast, man. How are you doing today? You got it, Dave. Good, good, good to talk to you, buddy. I'm great. Well, awesome, man. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Listen, we're talking this morning about breaking the stall, something that, you know, all of us as salespeople have experienced. And, you know, I don't see it trained a lot. And, I, and it's like some, some of the salespeople that get into the, the arena of sales, you know, they're, they're talented, Grant. They're full of potential. And, you know, it's almost like revelatory sometimes when they learn what a sales stall is. And let me ask you a question, man. In, in your in your experience, why, you know, the good news is, I guess, the sales stall, the prospect has some interest in your product, but the bad news is there's something that's stopping them from buying right now. You know, how important is understanding the sales stall for new salespeople that get into the game? Well, I, I think, I think it's, you know, first of all, you want to accelerate the sales to a close, right? So the longer I take, I was talking to Ryan Sesco the other day, but the pilot, and I said, I said, Ryan, the longer the runway, the more trouble you're going to get in, right? He's like, oh, absolutely. The shorter the runway, the more accurate the pilot has to be landing. So I think 
the one reason why the sales stall is that because salespeople and the process is too long. Okay, that's so, good. So you're you're saying yeah, that? Go ahead. Yeah, to the degree that you can shorten the sales process, you should. Okay, that doesn't mean we skip things. It means you do less to get more. It means the consumer would not need to go through. 50 steps in order to actually make a decision. Okay, that's a great point. And let me let me throw this out there. You said you're shorten the sales cycle, and I, I can't agree with that more. I think that, that, that sometimes we can oversell, and we we don't know when to be quiet and say thank you for your business. Um, but let, let's yeah. look at, you know, looking at like a common, you know, sales. I'm going to throw this at you, a common sales stall. Someone says, hey, I'm impressed with your program. I like it, but – to run it by my boss, but I need to change, you know, oh, yeah. I need, you know. Okay, so, dude, I see what you're saying. You're talking about the customer stalling the sales. Yeah. I, I, I had a different definition than I have. So, hey, I need to talk to my wife. I got to think about it. Uh, we're not going to do anything till next year. The customer is now stalling out the sale. Mm -hmm. I thought the salesperson had something to do with this. But, yeah, this is, these things that salespeople really need to get up on handling objections and stalls. Mm -hmm. I need to think about it is a stall. You do not know what the real objection is right here. So the reason this happens is because salespeople don't ask hard questions. Hmm. And hard questions would be like, yeah, I understand that you want to wait. Okay, no problem. I got it. Hey, you know, you let know, me... But what are you not what what are you not telling me? Right. See that would be a hard question. I would agree with the customer and then ask Hey, what are you not telling me here? You think that we as salespeople don't do that because we don't like the word no? Like we're afraid of, you know, hey, I'm, he's going to tell me no or I'm going to lose a sale. And somehow in the, you know, in the fact that we have to have affirmation to some degree, you know, what's all is, hey, it's still alive. At least it's at least it's not dead. I mean, is that is that where it's driven from, you think? No, no, I think I think it's because salespeople, number one, they're not trained. And number two, they're not, they, they look need to be brain, have their brains washed. Because mm. see, most salespeople, if you meet them and you ask them, hey, how do you feel about pressure? They're going to be like, I don't like to pressure anybody. And, and the reality is that's because you were brought up. Your mom and dad taught you don't pressure, don't insist, be seen and not heard. Uh, you know, don't, don't fly under the radar. Don't be a pest. All that's not true. For you to get what you want in life, you have to persist. So just, David, there's a lot of confusion, Yeah, a lot of misinformation people have about how they should be. All right. So I have Mike Villa on the phone, my dad, and uh, my first sales trainer, and uh, in my opinion, still the number one uh, sales guy that I know. Um, he is uh, just sold a company a few, a few months ago, but uh, you would think he'd retire, but uh, getting ready to uh, launch a couple of other ventures and... Uh, um, I know we have him on audio right now, and we have him for a limited uh, amount of time. Dad, Mike Villa, how you doing? Doing great. How are you, David? Oh man, I'm doing wonderful. I think thanks for coming on. And um, you know, when when I started the the podcast, the Salescast Game Changers, I knew from right off the right off the cuff that I wanted to get you on just to talk to you for a couple of minutes because again, you're the strongest sales guy that I know. You taught me everything that I know, and uh, I built upon everything, but always have maintained that foundation. And uh, one of the things I want to bring up. We're talking about you know we're talking about sales strategies today um i wanted to ask you you know you're a big proponent of um of what you call feature advantage and benefits and i did a training not too long ago called don't 
feature dump, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and basically sales pros, people who are aggressive and successful at sales, they don't over feature, but they really talk about the benefit and they make it to the customer's level. Talk a little bit about that and why in your career, successful career, um, you, you think that that's true. Well, I, you know, I'm a, as you a huge believer and, and proponent of, of fab, which is features, advantage, and benefits. And there's a couple of reasons. Number one, um, it, 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 it puts you on a, a kind of an even playing field with your prospective customer. Uh, it, it stops you from, from overselling. It slows the sale process down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, most salespeople have a tendency to really, if anything, uh, they'll either over benefit something or they'll over feature it. And when you use all three features, advantages, and benefits in order and as they, as they should be used, then you're having a dialogue with that customer and you're starting to paint a little bit of a picture for him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that sales really at the end of the day is making a light bulb go off over your customer's head, making him go, Oh, I get it. Now I understand. And that's what features, advantages, and benefits do. You know, it's funny. I was watching a commercial maybe what I, when I did the training a few months ago on uh, don't feature dump it actually was something I I saw a commercial when the Samsung watch had been released a few months ago you know the Apple watch was released a couple years ago Samsung released their watch and they they did this commercial that had no words in it it was just people doing things and I thought about how they were and I want to ask your opinion on this they are showing their features because obviously somebody that buys something buys them if they're doing their own research you know, because there's cool features, but what the benefit of those features are is, I think, what really matters. So what they were doing is they were showing the benefit of somebody with the watch and in, in return, automatically showing the feature. For instance, somebody was had the watch and they were a runner. So they showed them, they showed them exercise, they showed them kind of sweating and they were fit. And then they looked down at their watch after you watched them run and, and, and receive the it and they showed them exercising the feature. Does that make sense? So they were connected and it really just showed me how even without words, you could show the features of something by displaying the benefit. Yeah, I guess that would be features, advantage and benefits in reverse. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what's in it, the, the, what the customer ultimately wants to know is what's in it for him. Uh, that's why he's going to buy from you. How's it going to benefit him? And if all you talk about are benefits, then you sound like a salesperson. You mm-hmm. sound like somebody that is telling him what he wants to hear. But if you tie in a feature, uh, and then what's the what's the benefit of that feature? Or I'm sorry, what's the advantage of that feature? Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, how does it benefit him? Again, that paints the little tiny picture, and that makes the light bulb go off. Because if I get on the phone or I get in front of somebody and I just talk to them about the end result, the benefit, what this is going to do for you, then I sound like every other salesperson out there just mm-hmm. trying to tell him that if you hire me, then this is going to be the benefit of hiring me. But if I talk about the feature of a product and and what is the advantage of that feature, and then because of this advantage, this is how it's going to benefit you, then I've connected all the dots mm-hmm. and I've made that light bulb go off. I've, I've painted that brief little picture over his head that says, I get it. Yeah, I get this. Now I understand why it's going to benefit me. Because you can't just tell them it's going to benefit them. you got to show them why and how it's going to benefit them. And that's what the feature and the advantage does. Okay? Listen, we're 
bring on a legend, a true legend. We have the CEO of Tom Hopkins International on the show today. And and here, here's the deal. He needs no introduction, but he deserves one heck of one. He has earned the reputation of being the number one sales trainer in America. Over 5 million salespeople, entrepreneurs, and sales managers on five continents have benefited from his live training events alone, not counting what he's doing online today to reach the masses. I'm honored and privileged to have the great, the one, the only Tom Hopkins on the show. Hey, Tom, thank you so much uh, for joining us on Game Changer Sales. Um, how was your morning so far? It's unbelievably great, Dave. And I can't tell you how nice it is to be back on your program. And I just can't agree more with everything you said leading up to bringing me on. And I, I think it's so important that people realize that, yeah, a champion does what the average person doesn't want to do. That's why they really are champions. And I totally believe momentum is so critical in the world of business in, in all areas. Mm-hmm. And I know that many people aren't aware that I think everybody is in a way in sales mm-hmm. from the person there out on the dealership floor to the leader of the company. And in fact, I remember so vividly as one of the greatest sales examples in my life was when Chrysler was going into challenging times, mm-hmm. and Ali Iacocca, chairman of the board, president, he literally sold everybody on let's go and get back and get focused and build momentum. And of course, Chrysler has come back and done extremely well uh, over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> people have to realize that momentum is critical mm-hmm. and selling and the business of sales is a cycle business but December should be the month that you really focus not only on your short term and long term goals but that you get your activity levels up and I'm going to give them some ideas David on things I used to do. Uh, funny thing about it was I was at that point in my career for eight years I was the largest then largest real estate residential real estate company in the United States, and it always seemed to work out that the month of November, December, when we're all trying to be the top producer in the company, that there was always two or three fellows or ladies that were there on my tail and trying to beat me for the year. So I, because I want to be the champion and want to win, I had to stay so focused and busy Sure, I took my Christmas day off, but I was in there early, out late, making calls, sending notes, and of course, it's a great time to do what no one else is doing. I will guarantee you, most people listening right now have competition that they're being, trying to beat. And I'll guarantee our competitor will go through this mental lockdown in the last two to three weeks of the month of December where the champion will do just the opposite. They will do some creative contacting. They will get back to their people. All right, we're back. All right, let's go. Listen, we've got Ann Conrad. She's the sales manager of W of Dayton at Evans Motor Works. Listen, Ann has won multiple awards. I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about some of the things that she's doing right now, but she has been uh, a national honors for profile and achievement by being, She's been uh, in three years consecutive.
consecutively BMW profiles and achievement as sales manager. She won bronze and then she won platinum podium two years in a row. I'm extremely happy to have uh, Ann Conrad with us and the Game Changer sales cast. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, beginning of the month is always a busy time for uh, for people in the car business. Thank you for hanging out with us, Ann. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Well, no, my pleasure. My pleasure. We're talking in the intro, and I kind of want to bring you into the conversation about things and skills and, and, and uh, practices that sales pros must master. We're talking about people, and you know, let's kind of set the tone here. I know you and I, you probably heard some of the things we've done before. We talk a lot about amateurs versus professionals, hence SerialSalesPro.com, which is a training platform, and we talk about what it takes to become a pro. And, you know, sometimes, and, you know, uh, product knowledge and, and, and some of the skills and some of the things that professionals uh, take the extra time to learn more about will separate the top 1% from the rest. It's literally the edge will, that will separate the top 1%, which is a big deal. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Being somebody who owns, you know, I've owned three BMWs now in a row, um, I had a 550i, had a 650i, now I have the a new 7 Series, you know, with all the bells and whistles, the tablets in the back, even though I haven't used them. Um, so I, I, I love BMW. I know what a really, really good BMW sales person and manager goes through. They know their stuff. How important in sales, especially in elite sales, is product knowledge in your opinion? Well, product knowledge is key. Um, in fact, over the past year plus, um, BMW's integrated a program where we all have a BMW genius, either one or two of them, and that, um, that genius actually starts the process with the client when they come in to go over all the product knowledge, all the features, options, benefits, before they're even handed to a salesperson slash client advisor to enhance the experience, to help with the technology that a lot of clients have had um, with BMW, a lot of the brands. Now that the stuff's all changing mm-hmm. um, with all the technology on the cars and going into, you know, e-products, electric cars, it's something that needed. And it was a little weird at first because it was a little against the grain of what we normally do for our sales process. But mm-hmm. we've had a pretty smooth integration having our BMW Genius. It's helped our clients out. We actually have them come back for a second delivery um, after they actually take delivery of the car for those unanswered questions, the simple things um, that they may not take home with them because they're just to get their car yeah you know it's really cool because um you know my experience and that's really we'll talk about that for one second with the genius concept things like apple you know um you know you have bmw going that that direction it's interesting because i think that's probably very it's very smart because the 650 lease and my new lease the genius concept was 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 you know embraced because i started getting contact you know uh by by that person to go over my, my uh, BMW and all the amenities. But here's what's interesting. We don't lack in the car business. And this is, in, I know this show, we're being watched by people all over in, in, in industries, but maybe your industry, if you're watching, doesn't lack in sales skills or doesn't lack, maybe you guys have closers, you know, and, and people who can take TOs and people who, you know, understand the psychology of sales. And I think the car business, you know, um, cutting my teeth, you know, selling dealerships for the last 21 years, learning, we don't in that but i think that this is something that's worth touching on product knowledge is how they've adapted something from an industry like apple you know where um they're moving the direction that the consumers are moving and so i think even though i think apple you know in other industries can also improve sales skills <laughs> they're not they're not known for their mm-hmm. sales skills but they 
for their communication skills. So how important, you know, do you think it is um, that for the car business and BMW, especially to go that direction? How smart is that to add that to an industry well, that already knows how to quote sell somebody? Well, it all ties in together because it's not just with the sale. And the relationship doesn't stop after the sale of the car. There's things that all need to be nurtured and taken care of from the point of the sale going on, and that's when it really matters uh, you're taking care of that client. Mm -hmm. The product knowledge can be taught most, um, but you can't teach passion for the brand, passion for their jobs. Um, you have to have buy-in from your staff, mm -hmm. and everybody have a common goal that we're here to take care of the client, whether it's from sales to service, the whole time that we have that relationship and actually integrate here that we it becomes you become part of the family. yeah um, absolutely absolutely and you know let me let me kind of add this to it you know from a skilled standpoint because there's companies that are watching there's dealerships that are watching there's there's managers and, and sales reps that are watching now that are in various industries and all industries have some type of presentation whether it's a car that doesn't last very long the short the sales process is fairly short and then you have people watching that might have six month sales process that are selling products that are a million dollars plus Sales pros, I think, not only need to understand the product, they must be able to show off its capabilities to a prospect effectively, you know, through whatever their demo looks like. So we all know that demos are, are challenging, you know, and need to, you know, discover first what benefits, you know, are going to be most important in solving the quote unquote prospect's pain, you know, like the value, you know, during the demo. So, you know, throwing, in your opinion, you know, looking at the, the, the process, you know, is throwing too many at a prospect bad is that a bad tactic and can that overwhelm and confuse them how important i guess i should say is a skilled presenter well, in mixing it with product skilled, a skilled presenter and i can only speak for my staff and i can speak for what bmw promotes is a needs assessment done mm -hmm. in the beginning of the process is key because if you overwhelm somebody or if you have you know say an older lady come in and you know you're talking about the sports and the performance and the horsepower and you're going to lose them right and you the assessment in the interview and you customize from the beginning of the sales process all the way to the end and what key points are to that client without overwhelming them with all the product and technology. And I always like to say to my guys, I said, you know, I've been driving BMWs for so many years now. I know what my hot points are and the things that I love. And when I demo a car, when I get out there with my guys, I'm showing the things that I love that I think are really cool, get them excited, uh, little, you know, hints of, hey, I like to do this with my iDrive and the screen up and so on and showing them the neat little things that they can do and then kind of delving into passing that off with the customization from the interview. It really is key or you lose it. All right, I told you guys, listen, that, listen, they bring fire. They brought the heat. Hopefully you have a whole two pages worth of notes. If you have notes you're watching this on Facebook, you're watching this on, uh, online, go to our Facebook page, go to Deville IPD Facebook page and actually post it to your notes. Man, I want to see you got notes. I want to see your notes. I have no on you. You need to be writing them down. Listen, I believe this, the shortest pencil is better than a long memory period. You need to write it down. You need to go back and refer to it. And if you find something that really is, is, is a nut or a revelation, like, man, what? I never realized that. I never heard of that. I never heard it before. You know Put that on your desk somewhere in front of you. Cut it up in front of you so you can see it and bring your memory. Don't miss next week. Another brand new, brand new episode of Game Changers coming to you next week. Miss it at the end of the summer months.